0: You're listening to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is.
1: Hey there, and welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, and I am Andy Last. I host the show. This is episode 329, and on today's show, I will be catching up with Time Cup 1983. That's right. We have not chatted in many years. We had a lot to catch up on. Last time I saw him was Outland Toronto in uh, 2019, and since then, he put out the Faded Touch album with a lot of collaborations from John. Dally, and he's about to put out a new EP, which we are going to talk about later in the show. So you're getting a Beyond Synth exclusive. You know how much I love exclusives, right? It's my favorite thing. Anyways, uh, so what we're going to do is I'm just going to thank some awesome patrons. We're going to listen to a track from the new EP, and then we're going to chat with Time Cop. So as always, I want to thank my awesome Patreon supporters. We're talking about the Kings of the Pattersons, Mr. Chris Dance with the 88, Mr. Mike Shima with the 88, Mystery Donor. Then we got Mike Erdahl with the 5666. Brandon Decker and Tim Carlton in the $50 Club. And my semi-sonic friend, Jacob Wick. And I would like to say that we have some new patrons. So a big shout out to Chris Roberts. Chris Roberts, thank you for supporting the show. You are a cool guy. And we got a new patron in the 666 Club, Mr. Von Herzog. Von Herzog? He's been on the show several times. What a lovely guy. Guy. Thank you, Mr. Von Herzog, for supporting Beyond Synth. If you dig the music of Von Herzog and VHXRR, you can check out uh, those episodes in the back catalog of Beyond Synth if you want to hear some cool tunes. So uh, yeah, man, thanks for your support. And finally, I got a very lovely donation from... Now I'm going to fuck your name up. Is it Ika? E-I-K-K-A. Technically speaking, they donated uh, a very generous amount on PayPal, which is another way you can support the show. It did give a different PayPal name, but I'm assuming you don't want me to read that name if you signed it IKA. E I K K A. IKA? IKA? Anyways, they sent me a note. It says, They say, if I had a dollar for dot dot dot, well, I'm sending a euro for every week I've listened to the show. Approximately. You keep the exchange! And that is from Ika, or Aka. Anyway, let me know. And uh, thank you so much uh, for your support. That was very generous of you. You know, uh, you can all support the show, like these awesome people, by either going to patreon.com slash synth or to beyondsynth.com and click on the PayPal button. That's also a way you can support the show, like Ika has done. I know, I'm screwing this up. Anyways, uh, thank you all for listening to the show. Now we are going to listen to a song. So this is from Time Cop 1983's upcoming EP, and uh, when we're done listening to the song, we will go right into the conversation and be chatting with Yordi. So this is Escaping the Void. By Time Cup 1983. No. Catching up with Time Cup 1983 aka Yordi. How's it going, man? good
2: man thank you for having me it's been it's been a while over three years is that possible (laughs) i think it is it feels like it for sure but we've seen each other in real life in uh, toronto
1: i'm still frustrated because i had so many things on my plate that i never finished editing those videos oh really you know i know the audience will be bored to death of me talking about this but like i did sort of a stupid thing I saved all the bigger interviews yeah. for the end, yeah. for the second batch of editing, so I, I would build up to the Time Cop and Calyx and stuff like this. <laughs> yeah.
2: But then the end never came. And then
1: I never edited those videos. <laughs> I'm literally <laughs> sitting on, I never put out my Dana Jean one, oh, so I've really? got Dana that's, Jean, that's a shame, man. you, Calyx, and Parallels. Oh, wow. And uh, they're just sitting there. Oh, that's too bad. I could still edit them. I feel like what I need is I need to take a few weeks off and then just get fucking <laughs> jacked on caffeine and then just do it. Because like, all of the interviews are like 10 minutes or under. But uh, They're not
2: like feature films or whatever. <laughs>
1: no, no. <laughs> but it's still a lot of work because it was so loud because we were recording right next to where all the music was playing. Yep. So I feel the need to put subtitles in every video, and then that's a whole thing of like typing it out and making sure they're correct and doing all that stuff. And
2: yeah, that's definitely a lot of work. I mean, I, I don't blame you. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a lot of work, I know. I've I've done some editing in in the in the past as well, and it's it's crazy how much time it takes. And you want it to be perfect, so yeah, I, I know the feeling.
1: Yeah. So the point is, there is like a, us having a sit down video interview. Yeah. And uh, maybe I'll release it like ten years. It'll be like the tenth anniversary anniversary of Outland Toronto and then I'll bring these interviews out as like never before seen
2: that would be great man then I'm like 50 or 60, and I like, go, wow! The younger me looks so much better than I do right now. Yeah. So maybe do that. Gives me a, a good feeling. Maybe.
1: There was a point where I really thought I was going to finish them, and it was during the height of the pandemic because, like, everyone was like afraid to, you know, shake hands and do all this stuff. And the end of our interview, we we like hug at the end, yeah. and I was like, this is a nice thing. This is how it was. Yeah. Right. Like we get to see people <laughs> hugging in a video. You know, like synthwave solidarity or whatever bullshit, and uh, but then I never got around to it. So yeah,
2: it's too bad. It's too bad. But who knows for the future? You know, it'd be a, a nice surprise for people.
1: Yeah, it'll be a surprise for me too because it'll mean that someone else edited it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever edited it for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, what has been going on in the life of Time Cup? 19.3 and tank, or whatever. How do you say it again? <laughs> 1983.
2: N- Negteen, like that? 19.83. Yep, that's it. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it sounds pretty good, actually. It does. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, there's been going on a lot of stuff for sure. I've moved houses. Maybe twice since I've last seen you. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like
1: every time I talk to you, there's some sort of move or something happening.
2: (laughs) And, uh, you know, I got 16 kids and uh, (laughs) wrecked five cars. Mm. No, no. But um, there's been a lot of stuff going on, uh, working on new music, as always. I quit my job. So I'm a full-time musician now. And um, yeah, just living the life, man.
1: That's cool. What were you doing before? I don't think I remember.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I uh, worked at a municipality in Eindhoven for, for close to 11 years. So I had a really boring desk job. I, I was like kind of like a, a project manager. And uh, yeah, I've done that for uh, almost 11 years. Like project managing what? Yeah, they're called sectors. It's really boring. But um, it's (laughs) like uh, when you apply for passports or if you have questions for the municipality and you call them uh, for that department. I manage a lot of IT stuff, like if they need new software and uh, things like that, and just oversee all those projects and be like a stakeholder in that.
1: Did your co-workers know that they were working with the Time Cop, nineteen
2: eighty three? Well, yeah, they, they, do, they <laughs> Well, I'm not the Time Cop, nineteen eighty three, but um, yeah, they, of course, they followed my career, so to say, uh, ever since the beginning. So that's that's very cool.
1: Well, that's fun. Yeah, I mean, like, well, the job doesn't sound like fun, but I mean, it.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, in the, in the end, it was it was fun, but. I mean, making music is more fun, of course.
1: So that's exciting. Then when, when did you make this transition?
2: Uh, well, I, I've been transitioning into it for quite a few years because uh, I started working less and less uh, over the past few years. But then COVID came and uh, I was like, okay, what do I want to do with my life? Do I want to uh, uh, continue working at the municipality and just have a boring desk job or... Go for music now that I have the chance. And I decided to do it. But it's been in process for for quite a few years. But last September, I just thought, why the hell not? I'm reasonably young. I can always get a new job if uh, things don't turn out to be as good or uh, as I expected. And yeah, so I... I To gamble
1: what does that mean then because you're also like you just mentioned you're like sort of moving houses and stuff so like yeah are you set up now are you still in the process of like making a new studio space for yourself like
2: oh yeah well i i kind of see it as a a temporary house where i live now
1: well you're gonna move again
2: yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but uh this is because my my uh, ex-girlfriend broke up with me last year, so I had to move out or I wanted to move out. let me put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so i uh, I moved houses. And uh, now I'm looking for, for a new uh, uh, place to make my permanent home, sort of like that. So I have to move again, unfortunately. Hmm. That sounds all very complicated.
1: Didn't this woman know that she was in a relationship with THE Time Cop 1983? Yeah, but maybe that's why. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> the life of a touring musician?
2: No, no, no. Definitely not. Definitely not. He's <laughs> just, he's in the studio all day. I don't see him. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I
1: guess I shouldn't be, Joe. Well, the point is this, but you're happy, right? I mean, that's the main thing. You're a happy guy.
2: Yeah, I was uh, really feeling bad for a few months after we broke up. But then uh, I met a new girl and uh, she's been amazing. And um, yeah, I've been really happy now for sure. For sure. Well, look,
1: that's the bottom line, man. Uh, I'm making sure I'm doing my happiness check, you know, just making sure people are in a good place. Well,
2: thank you, man. I am. How about you? Are you in a good place? Yeah,
1: (laughs) well like here i am laughing about all the moving you've been doing and i just moved as well oh really there's always this point in time where we thought we were going to sort of move back like out of the city oh wow but it's just weird because it's like a big kind of life decision and i don't really like making those
2: no but in the end it's something you need to do right it's for your own happiness and if you think you're going to be more happy in a different place why not
1: well, I'm hoping that I can get more done, but we'll see. To get motivated, it's like I always count on like outside forces. Oh, yeah. I always want to rely on magic, you know, just well, <laughs> someone'll come along and they'll uh, they'll ask me to do a thing and then that'll kickstart this or yep. or maybe we'll move to a new place and uh and that'll kickstart a whole new attitude and then of course, you know, you move into a new place and a week later you're just back to your old habits
2: oh yeah i i definitely know that's what i've been experiencing now as well since i quit my job i was like oh i'm going to make so much music and now i'm here three quarters of a year further and i still don't have any new music out yeah (laughs) i know the feeling it's something you have to set your mind to and just change yourself if you want to do something if you want to change your life
1: yep yeah, I gotta start going for runs oh yeah I think that's the key
2: is that the key to everything maybe oh maybe well, I f- should <laughs> try that out as well
1: <laughs> I'm gonna pretend like I know something here I don't know a shit <laughs> I watch you. I'll tell you what I do know yep. I know that Time Cop makes cool music and I'd like to listen to some
2: well thank you
1: so we're gonna play tracks from Faded Touch you know that's where we're at yep Came with this album fade to touch it's really good uh, a lot of collabs with uh, with josh dally on here nope. so i've uh, i've picked a selection I'm, i want to mix it up i like some of the instrumental tracks some of the josh tracks and we'll play a few and uh, i'd like to start with a really cool track called moments in time by time cup 1983 And that was Time Cup 1983 with the track Moments In Time. And I am here right now with Time Cup 1983, Yordi. Yeah. Just catching up. Why don't you talk to me about Faded Touch? Yeah. This sounds like you were writing this album while you were probably like switching houses and things.
2: Uh, no, not back then. When I was in my little temporary studio because at my old house I, I was planning to make a uh, uh, like a dream studio and in the end it got finished but then I didn't get to enjoy it but that's another thing yeah.
1: but, um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry to hear that because no, yeah. I know the dream studio is like uh, it's a nice thing so it sucks that you didn't get to really you know yeah
2: well I got to enjoy it for a month or so maybe two months but that's it but um, yeah it, it was in my, my temporary studio I had a lot of old I ideas laying around and I sent a bunch of those to Josh to Josh Daly and yeah that's how uh, Faded Touch came to be you liked them so much that you uh, started writing on uh, on those ideas and then we turned them into songs and yeah, it turned out to be great I think. Yeah, no, no, it's a cool album. It's kind of like you guys are a band for this album, you know? Exactly. That was my idea as well. I, I've worked with so many great people in the past but for this album I wanted to work with uh, one person mm-hmm. uh, exclusively and uh, I mean Josh is a very, very good singer and we always seem to compliment each other and uh, uh, we work great together and of course it has as a, as a reason because we're working on a, a tour together so um, yeah that's why I uh, worked with him
1: is this in the far future or what are you planning
2: well for now it is because we're still <laughs> in the <laughs> in the planning phase very much and uh, after that we started uh, start planning a, a new tour a new show and just a new time cop 1983 with Josh experience nice I hope it will be nice yeah well I mean <laughs> well you're a
1: nice guy right
2: so i'm sure it'll be all right well yeah if i'm just on stage being a nice guy i don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't see people enjoying that very much <laughs> so we didn't
1: really chat too much uh during covid times and i didn't do shit but like did you get a chance to do anything
2: fun no pretty much the same everything was on lockdown here during the uh during the pandemic things started to look better and then it got worse again. I was constantly thinking about touring again, but then I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to cancel it and I didn't want to take the risk to go abroad and everything. Mm. So yeah, it's been pretty much just sitting uh, inside and working on old music and some ideas, but uh, and then in the end, nothing is finished yet. But yeah, <laughs> at least I'm working on it.
1: Did you, did you watch anything good? Well, I don't remember. (laughs) I don't know. You've just been in a daze this whole
2: time? No, no, of course not. I mean, I've been seeing family and friends and everything and just working, but uh, yeah, I've watched a lot of television, a lot of shows and movies, but there's nothing that just jumps out, you know? How about you? Do you have a a tip for for me to watch?
1: I don't know, man. Like, I guess I've seen some stuff that was okay. Yep. I mean, I guess I watched like a bunch of TV shows that like weren't great, but you know, like I watched every episode.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's it. Once you're in it, it's always, well, decent, let me put it that way. Once you're into the story and once you're watching it, it's enjoyable, right? It has to be really, really bad to just stop it and yeah. just go, <laughs> go watch something else.
1: Because lately I've had this thing where sometimes I just, I find myself losing interest in things. Really? You know, I can be in the middle of a show and then just sort of stop watching.
2: But that's something I always have with any show pretty much any show. It could just be that the
1: stuff isn't compelling enough. Because whenever I get into a show or a game that just is really exciting or compelling, then I will just like sit down and realize, like, oh shit, it's like midnight and I'm still playing this game. And
2: you just lose yourself in it.
1: I feel like I haven't lost myself in something in a while.
2: Yeah. Well, I had that with uh, uh, the Mandalorian. I enjoyed that really, really. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, the, the Mandalorian I really like. The Boba Fett show I did not. Yeah.
2: No, it was okay, but Mandalorian was much better. Yes. That's why he probably uh, featured in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that... half the season was more Mandalorian yeah. than Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> to,
1: to say he featured in it is a, is a way it's just like he completely took over the show and like. Yeah. What the fuck? What's that? Jesus Christ. My son put like some wind up toy on my <laughs> desk. Yeah, and it's been sitting there probably for like 40 minutes because he was here home for lunch oh, yeah. and all of a sudden for no reason it just fucking zoomed off my desk like I'm not even anywhere near it was like a mouse just flew at me <laughs> what the fuck was that? it's possessed Jesus Christ that was weird <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I, I wish I could have seen that well, I think that's like, uh, you know, that's that's the universe's way of telling me to move on and listen to some cool music.
2: Yeah, probably.
1: I'm not going to argue with the
2: universe here.
1: How about we listen to... Uh... The track Falling.
2: Yep. Sounds like a plan. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Yep.
1: <laughs> no, because this, this is a cool one. Uh, and it's, uh, of course, featuring the lovely vocals of Mr. Josh Daly. And this is uh, Falling by Time Cup 1983.
0: Last night I of you. It's been
1: Time Cup 1983 with Falling featuring Josh Daly and I'm here right now with Time Cup we're just reminiscing we're playing tracks from Faded Touch yeah this fucking whole COVID thing is wacky ass because like wacky ass what the f- <laughs> what's that? I think <laughs> I've forgotten how to talk because there was this point where I was always referring back and talking about Outland Toronto and it's like we've just had a few years deleted Yeah, because the the past two years, two and a half years now it's like they were like nothing, it's like they're just deleted years.
2: Well it actually feels like that because to me it doesn't feel like two and a half years ago that we were at Outland. No it doesn't and every time I'm, I'm referring to
1: something, thinking back in the past and going oh yeah that just happened or whatever, I I'm actually talking about 2019 like yeah. it's so bizarre like, that was the last like pretty much like major thing that that i did yeah it bugs me because i don't want to necessarily like bore the listeners by always you know referring back to outland but it was a really good time
2: it was and
1: cool. one of my favorite things actually just because i was so burnt out during the actual event just like you know recording all those interviews and running around like really took a lot mm-hmm. out of me and it was so hot that, that day
2: definitely was
1: too old. one of my favorite experiences of the whole thing was actually the night before when uh, you, i was just
2: going to say that yeah
1: yeah you and i and calyx yep. and lily and um we went to uh there was like this sort of like arcade thing that kept on stealing your money yep and <laughs> <laughs> but that was a really nice evening like it was nighttime it was warm we were like just kind of sitting outside this place and just sort of like talking outside and i just remember Thinking like what a pleasant evening that was when I got home. Like it was nice. Yeah. I mean, there was um, there was a dinner earlier that like everyone was at. Yeah, and then sort of people sort of split off after the dinner, and then it was just it
2: was just the four of us. Yeah,
1: that's the kind of shit I like. I want more synth events to happen just to like orchestrate moments like that. Yeah. Then sometimes the actual events are almost like too hectic for me, but like I just like to like hang out and
2: yeah, and just chill. This yeah. is like birthdays. Yeah everybody likes birthdays but uh, as long as not your own yeah <laughs> <laughs> right then you have to do, always do a lot of stuff. And it was the same with that as well. I can imagine for you. It's, for me, it was just really easy that day. That uh, it was just... Uh, I was playing, but I didn't have to prepare... Well, of course, I prepared it. But yeah. uh, it was well before. <laughs> yeah. But uh, right there at the event, it's really easy for artists. It's just they have to get on stage in time. And that's it. But for you, you have to plan everything. You have to ask everybody, do you want to interview now? Do you want to do the interview now? And just... Chase everybody's ass. And
1: then I end up with a whole hard drive full of footage I've yeah. never edited. <laughs> it
2: was such a, a long day, but you did.
1: <laughs> All that planning <laughs> <didn't> release it <laughs> yeah it was such a nice experience though just that's always why i come back to it just because the, there was like a sense of like uh, you know camaraderie and stuff it was nice you know like yeah. before the event and everyone was sort of helping everybody out you know carry their gear and yep. move things around and stuff like it was a, it was a cool thing
2: yeah and I, I really hope it will be like that like now uh, when the pandemic's ended when we meet everybody again I wonder, will there be any changes? Will people act differently? Before, it was just like one big happy family, and I really hope it's still like that. Of course, online we've been talking to each other, but it's it's different, you know? But I really hope that in real life people haven't changed. I might have changed a bit, like maybe become a bit more
1: self-conscious about like germs and things like when I'm close to people, oh, yeah. which annoys me because before the pandemic, I recognize that that's something I, I wanted to change about myself because normally like I'm already not a very physical guy, like even with my close friends, like I'm oh, yeah. I'm not much of a hugger, for example.
2: Oh, sorry, man. I, I hugged you with the no, end. No, 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 that, <laughs> <then. laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's <a laughs>
2: That's turn, why no. you haven't released it. No, because... <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can't let people think I'm weak, man, if they see me (laughs) hugging another man. It's going to destroy destroy my super masculine image. (laughs) But seriously, like, I know it sounds stupid, but I actually thought I'm going to make a point to instigate hugs with my friends. Because it feels nice, you know, when you see a friend you haven't seen in a long time, and you get to, you know, give them a big hug, you know? I I started thinking, maybe I'm going to consciously do that more often. Uh, You know, you you meet up with your old lady friends and you squeeze their boobs, and, uh... (laughs) That's okay to do, right? I just want to be
2: more physical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not right. It's not right. (laughs) You should not do that, Andy. Anyway, look, so anyway, so
1: I thought I was going to become more of a hugging guy, and then the pandemic happened, and and now that's probably, like, a weird thing to do. So I'm not going to change anything. Although I will say I am more conscious about talking close to people now. Oh, really? Because you know when you go to a music venue and the music is loud and you have to talk really close?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, you're basically like yelling at the other person and they're like one foot away? Yeah. That's the thing that I'm noticing I'm a little weird about now.
2: Oh, wow, yeah. Well, I, I can imagine, like, hugging, like, random people, but I haven't thought about that. If you're talking to somebody next to you and you're not close with that person, that it might be weird to talk to them, yeah. Before,
1: it was never... I never gave it a second thought. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's a loud place, so we're going to be yelling at each other from up close. Yeah. And then now that you're a bit more conscious of that, I'm projecting all my air in this direction and they're shooting theirs yeah. at me and stuff, and then I'm I'm, I'm always like, ah, oh, shit, like... Because it would be really shitty to have, like, a, you know, go to some fun event and then get sick, like, halfway through. Oh, yeah.
2: Definitely. Not even with COVID, but just get a cold from somebody. It's really Yeah, because that's the like, thing. Uh, I always,
1: yeah. I always notice that that would happen. Like, whenever there would be a thing where I just ended up hanging out with a lot of people, yeah. you know, you would kind of, at the end of the event, usually have some kind of, like, just a mild cold where you just say, you know what, I'm going to go to bed early tonight. And, yeah. you know, like, obviously not the flu, right? <laughs> like, no, yeah, vomiting or whatever. But yeah, yeah and now i i don't know it's just it's weird it's like i'm sort of more conscious of my body and
2: oh yeah me too definitely and i really hope other people are like that as well
1: i just want i want to go to a synth event man like i want to hug people like i've never had that (laughs) urge before in my life i need the physical contact like i need to just you know just go like oh man it's so so good to fucking see you like that's honestly what i want out of the next event i go to more than the music yeah is just that physical contact just, just to remind, hugging
2: people yeah just to, to remind everybody that we're all just here stand outside like, don't even go inside yeah, yeah. just <laughs> at the door hug everybody yeah. ah, i wanna, i love you man i want to hug you <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> just a reminder that you know we're all we're all real because i feel like yeah. we're maintaining all of these virtual relationships with each other yeah and it would be it, it's sort of like the hug is like the reminder that like hey there's they're an actual person you know they're real yeah
2: definitely and th- that's what i had before covid as well at first i was kind of hesitant of that as well because sometimes after the show or uh, when i'm watching another band play i'm in the crowd and sometimes people um, recognize me and i talk to them and uh, in the end they want to give me a hug at first i was like oh wow uh, this random person that i don't know wants to give me a hug but then You start getting used to it, and then it's becoming more normal. But
1: yeah, that's going to be the weird one. Yeah, not so much having a hug with like an old friend. No, no, of course. But the stranger hug, the uh, the the fan hug. You know, that's the one that's going to test how comfortable I feel. You know what I mean? Where it's like, because you never want to
2: deny it. No, yeah, of course
1: not. You know, because that's a weird, awkward situation too. Like, oh, can I give you a hug? Like,
2: no, man, I'm
1: good. You know, like (laughs) that's that's you know. So I don't
2: know. Yeah, but I. I think once it happens, it will be like normal again. I hope so. I mean, a, a few weeks I went into a bar after two years and within five minutes, it was like normal. At first I was like, oh, I'm going to take my distance a little bit and just take it easy. And, but I was there for, for five minutes and everything felt good normal again I was close to people and yeah I, I don't know but I, I think it will be very easy again to see it as normal
1: we just adapt to things really fast yeah. you know when things change or whatever in the world and at first it's frustrating and then we seem to adapt pretty quick to stuff humans yeah,
2: yeah. I mean that's what we said these two years that we had COVID it was like normal and we forgot about it already almost yeah (laughs) at least I did almost yeah
1: well I tell you what I didn't forget is the healing power of music (laughs) although it's ironic we're talking about all this it's going to be fun to see each other again and hang out with people and I'm about to play the track alone but it's a nice song so I like uh, you know you make lovely music, Yordi. Well thank you, well, thank you. And so I would like to listen to this one now. This is Alone by Time Cup nineteen eighty-three. <laughs> That was Time Cup 1983 with the track Alone, and I'm here right now with the man himself, Jordi. Hello. Yeah, we're just talking about, you know, the future of these live events. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, the next event I go to within the first, like, three minutes, I'll have forgotten all of this, so... Yeah,
2: now that you're not there yet, then you you really overthink it, but once you're there, you'll just forget about everything.
1: This is why I wish I was like some of those early Synthwave producers and that my persona was me wearing a mask. Because yep. then it would just be completely normal. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, d- I just get to show up to the Synthwave show wearing a Stormtrooper helmet or something. I'm like, hey, that's <laughs> yeah. what Andy does, man. He-, he wears a Boba Fett helmet. And
2: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but that's how I wanted to perform at first as well. Mm. But then in the end, at my first gig, I didn't have enough time to, to prepare a mask or whatever. So I just thought, what the hell, just go for it.
1: Did you ever have an idea of what kind of mask you wanted to
2: wear? No, yeah, that's why I didn't uh, (laughs) uh, get one. (laughs) Because I I don't want it to look shitty or or corny or whatever. But I I think a a mask like Danger uh, wears the one with uh, the lights be- behind the eyes right it was not a gas mask but you don't see the mouth and just the eyes it looks awesome
1: yeah that was an interesting time eh like in the early synthwave days where there was like so many acts that wore masks and I think it's less so now that that was a thing for a time there was a lot of masks I feel like once people started performing live yeah and then they started realizing the downside of having a mask
2: oh yeah it's too hot at least that's what danger told me and the thing smells <laughs> like oh, you don't want to know
1: <laughs> can you imagine having a mask and performing that night at Outland like it was 40 degrees I think in that place and 40 degrees outside yep. that night could you imagine also on top of that having a fucking like no
2: yeah but I, I, I'm sweating anyway so maybe a, a little bit more then but yeah <laughs> I don't know I don't want to think about it <laughs>
1: I demand you think about it.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, no. I I I don't see myself doing that. No. I'll probably faint then.
1: Yeah. That's too bad. I, I I was I was hoping uh there was some like alternate version of Time Cop somewhere where you wear like a Jean-Claude Van Damme mask or something.
2: <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'll think about it. <laughs> with the new show
1: yeah that's well, too late now but you still have to yeah. wear the mask and then still wear your hat on top of the mask yeah. somehow Well,
2: that, that is a thing i mean I, I always wear a hat on stage i've only performed once without a hat so that it's sort of like i'm well, not a mask of course but it's a part of me when i perform in, in my daily life i uh, rarely ever wear a hat what yeah i just figured that's the way you dressed no, yeah, well, I like it. I mean, I used to wear a lot of hats uh, uh, when I was younger, but uh, when I'm performing, I yeah, it's just a part of me or something. I don't know. It's just something that makes me feel more comfortable, and yeah.
1: I don't know what you look like without a
2: hat. Uh, bald. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> Well, not a lot of hair, let me put okay. it that way. <laughs> and it's not that I'm ashamed of it or whatever, but it's just, I don't know, something that's a part of me when I'm performing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just, I've, I you know, there's some people who you just know with a certain look. And so for you, I just was like, oh, he's a hat guy. Like, I thought you were a hat guy.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. I used to be. And when I'm on stage, I am. But in my normal life, I'm not anymore. When you worked at the, the sector or whatever, did uh, yeah. did you have to
1: wear, like, dress shirts and stuff?
2: No, no, no. Luckily, not. No, 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 no. It's just my my everyday clothes.
1: Ah, I'm trying to picture now if there's like just a completely different Yordi. You know, like there's the there's <laughs> yeah. the you with the hat on stage, and then there's like this version of you that wears like dress shirt and a tie with no hat on.
2: <laughs> during the day, he wears a suit. Yeah. And a gold, <laughs> and during the night, he wears a t-shirt and yeah. a hat. <laughs> That's
1: your superhero costume.
2: Yeah, something like that.
1: <laughs> what have you been doing? to keep busy. Did you remain active? Did you go on runs or bike or do any of that shit?
2: Yeah, I did, did a lot of bike rides. I'm uh, uh, not very much of a, a running person. I hate running. So um, I, I do a lot of uh, road racing and uh, mountain biking as well. So uh, I, I did that like two, three, four times a week.
1: You mean road racing?
2: Yeah, well, with a bike, of course, is no, it? No?
1: Like with other people?
2: No, no, no. Yeah, with just with friends, but not like in racing, uh, racing. I did that once in my life, and that was a complete disaster. I thought I was, uh, I was dead. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> what happened? Yeah, it's I. I, I did a lot of uh, mountain bike racing, like cross country uh, uh, racing, not. But- the Mountain biking that you do in Canada or like in the, the real mountains, just mm. flats with some hills. But, um, my condition was pretty good, my stamina, and I thought, Oh, I can do a bike race easily, I, uh, I'll do it. It was just an amateur race, so I, uh, I entered the race, and those guys were flying. They went like 50 kilometers an hour into a corner, and right after the corner, maybe. 50 meters. They'll be going 50 again. So it was totally, totally crazy, and my heart was racing so fast. It was so bad. So I just did it once, and I'm never, never doing it again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think my stamina is horrible. That's something I really got to get back into, or get into at all, not back into. Is like, <laughs> I got to start doing some kind of like cardio workouts or something, even if it's just like trying to do walks and yeah. or little jogs during the day or something. Because like I don't think I have any. Stamina at all. When my kids want to play, it's like maybe I last like five minutes, and then I just like, all right, I gotta uh, sit down now. You know, oh, it's I like left she, the
2: stove on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Luckily, I always leave the stove on, so that is always <laughs> a valid excuse.
2: Yeah, no, yeah, That's it. No, but just do it, man. Just get into it, and it's hard at first, but once you're in it, it's it feels great.
1: Yeah, I know it would. I bet you, I would also be more productive too. I feel like. Part of my inactivity is always just... I'm just sort of sitting at my desk. Yeah. It bugs me that, like, I know all the things you gotta do. The health advice <laughs> has been the same our entire lives. Yeah. You know, it's like fucking make sure you get enough sleep, drink water, eat a balanced diet, fucking half an hour of exercise a day or whatever. Yeah. And I know that if we all just did those things, actually did them, yeah. that we would all probably be much happier and more productive. And, Definitely. And yet it's just so hard to actually focus and do that stuff
2: yeah but that's because i mean when you're working for eight hours behind a desk you're you're not moving much so when you're done working you don't want to move because you haven't done anything all day and you're not motivated to do anything else so yeah that's what i've been been noticing after i quit my job now of course i'm at my desk as well but i go on bike rides (laughs) a few times a week and it motivates me to keep doing it, you know. Yeah. So it's it's just the the lifestyle that we're in. I think, like if you have a desk job for for, for eight hours a day or whatever, then
1: yeah. <sighs> all these things, these fucking life changes, man. We all got to make a pact.
2: Yeah. That's what just we gotta do. Just say, well, we're gonna do whatever we want. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're that's the problem,
1: because everything I want to do it just involves sitting in a chair and eating snacks. <laughs> So you're
2: living the life then? Yep. <laughs>
1: sort of. <laughs> it's just a little sad when I can only play with my kids for about two minutes before I fall over. So Just
2: play with them from your chair. I Easy. mean... T-
1: there are times where I try and find the laziest way. Like my daughter goes like, hey, you want to like throw a balloon? Like she's got a balloon. She just wants to hit across the room at me like a volleyball. Oh, yeah. And then I'll still find ways to be like, how can I play this game and also not move? And so I'll just kind of stand in one place. And if it goes too far away, it's kind of like, oh, you got to go get it. <laughs> I'm not getting it. <laughs> that's the game we're playing now.
2: Yeah, that's a good game. Man. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's called Sounds the like balloon Sun. game.
2: Yeah, I want to play with you when I when I see yeah, you. Oh,
1: yeah. it's <laughs> the best, man!
2: <laughs> it's a very
1: popular Canadian pastime. Listen, <laughs> listen. Let's listen to another song. I want to listen to uh, another one featuring the lovely voice of Mr. Josh Daly. It's a track called "Feel the Same" by Time Cup, nineteen eighty-three.
0: Another day goes by as I'm looking out on the city sky. On a rooftop I light a cigarette Cause I can't forget
1: was time cop 1983 with the track feel the same featuring josh Daly. and i'm here right now with mr time cop himself yordi
2: hi andy
1: hi man andy. <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's okay i i never know what to expect when i uh, reset after every song oh yeah <laughs> when the people on the other end go like what the hell especially when i just interrupt the mid-sentence <laughs>
2: shut up! We're listening to music now. (laughs)
1: Hey, and you've got this new EP you've been working on. Maybe that thing will be out by the time this thing airs. Well,
2: if it takes you as long as releasing those interviews, then probably yeah. (laughs) Fair but true. (laughs) Every time when I'm uh, well not every time when I'm making music but ever since I uh, quit my job I uh, want to do something new and uh, of course I wanted to sound like Time Cop 1983 but also a little differently than before but um, it's just really hard to do that and uh, I'm kind of getting through it right now because it just yeah, it gave me a r- huge writer's block. Yeah, it's, it's it's something I've been struggling with. That's why it's been taking so long.
1: In your mind, then, when you think about the sound, because yeah. you have sort of the more like romantic, cinematic kind of synthwave vibe to your stuff, yeah, is it the particular instruments and synths that excite you? Like when you're making a track, or is it like the tempo? Like when you want to try and shake things up a bit, yeah. What do you consciously do?
2: Uh, tempo. Because uh, uh, most of my previous songs are pretty slow, like 80 BPM or something like that, maybe 90. But yeah, now I'm trying to spice it up a little bit. And yeah, it's more the vibe that does it for me. It's not particular instruments or whatever. I try to use different instruments than I used before and I got a lot of hardware synthesizers as well and I'm getting into using them more on my music as well. So th- that gives a lot of inspiration, but it's mostly just the vibe that I'm after. Right. Yeah, and th- this new EP it's uh, uh, more like my 2018 album Night Drive. So it's a little darker and yeah, a little bit, little bit more up tempo. It'll be not so romantic this time.
1: Do you often go into when you write an album or whatever? Like, do you have the vibe planned where you're just like, okay, this is the sort of thing I'm going to be going for for this whole thing? Or does the does does the mood ever strike and sort of put you in a different direction?
2: No, it's just I start jamming and uh, whatever comes to mind, I start working from there. But it's not that I think of, okay, this is the vibe I'm going for, this is the mood I'm going for, and uh, I start working from there. Because my music knowledge isn't sufficient for that. Like, that I have an idea, okay, I'm gonna use this Discords chords and stuff like that it's just i go along i keep trying and yeah from there usually uh, ideas come up
1: when you said you're going to step away from your job and do music full-time like yeah was your intention just to produce more just time cop albums or do you want to do different things like scoring or stuff like that?
2: Well, scoring, that's been my dream since forever. So that's something I would love to do. I actually did a, a score for a short film in the last year and a half. It hasn't been released yet, but uh, uh, that's coming soon. But yeah, I, I don't want to um, release too much music, you know? I, I, even though I'm a, I'm a full-time musician now, I don't want to release an album every year or every six months or uh, uh, something like that. So I, I want to keep it special for, for my Timecom 1983 albums, but I'm also working on uh, uh, different styles of music, just experimenting a bit. I've uh, a side project since last year in uh, lo-fi hip-hop. So yeah, I, I'm keeping myself busy with new things.
1: Lo-fi hip-hop?
2: Yeah, something completely different, right?
1: Did you like? Have you released music?
2: Yeah, yeah, I did release an album. Like, uh, it was during the time when I released uh, "Faded Touch," so that's almost uh, a year and a half ago.
1: What's that project called?
2: It's called uh, "Your D." So my name, but then uh, Y O U R D E E. So Your D.
1: Oh, like <laughs> how to say it phonetically.
2: Yeah. That's, yeah, <laughs> well,
1: That's cool. Wait, when people say like lo-fi hip-hop, like does it have a vocalist or is it just like the vibe? Is it still instrumental music or is there someone?
2: I guess there is uh, uh, lo-fi hip-hop with vocals as well, but then it'd be more like trip-hop, I think. But I, I'm no expert in it, but what I listen to is those uh, uh, that lo-fi girl on, on YouTube, that's a pretty well-known channel. I listen to a lot of music there and it's mostly really bad quality with jazz influences, a lot of samples are being used, and, but no, not so much uh, vocals.
1: So, I mean, is that the nature of the stuff? Like when, when you say lo-fi hip-hop, what does that mean?
2: I have no clue (laughs) 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 it's just well lo-fi there's a lot of vinyl effects in it like crackles and pops and a lot of pitch drops and things like that so it sounds more lo-fi like as a came from vinyl or from a cassette.
1: I always feel like an old man, because there's, there's so <laughs> many distinctions in music that I'm just totally unaware of. Oh uh, yeah. I feel like just to know them all is like to have some encyclopedia in your head. Yep. My struggle was always in, you know, a long time ago, was just the different electronic music genres, where sometimes there would just be a completely different genre just because the beat was slightly different.
2: Yep.
1: And yeah. I'm like, okay, so, and I was like, are you allowed to call this a different genre just because it's got a certain type of beat? Like, why can't this still just be like called electro or whatever, you know, it's like but the second yeah. you have a certain BPM and a certain time yeah. you know it's just like, well that's a different genre of music. I'm like, is it? A different genre?
2: Yeah, well I I don't get it either. There's so many genres nowadays. It's crazy. I don't I can't keep up. Cause I'm lazy. I call everything synthwave. Like,
1: yeah. I'm literally
2: like talking about
1: so many different types of music, and like
2: yeah, Metallica's such a great synthwave. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Master of Puppets is the best synth song of all time. Well,
2: yeah, definitely, definitely.
1: <laughs> Let's listen to the track forever. Sorry, I'm really bad at segues now. I'm doing a whole new <laughs> thing on this show where I, I stop being clever and just blurt out song titles. I want to listen to this one. This is called uh, Forever. I feel like, oh no, I've got a bubble in my throat. (laughs) Forever. Hold on. (laughs) Forever. This is Forever by Time Cup 1983. was time cup 1983 with forever and i'm here right now with time cup aka yordi aka yordi <laughs> the, the the lo-fi hip-hop guy
2: that's it the lo-fi hip-hop guy nothing else <laughs> <laughs> so
1: then what's the plan? Uh, like what's your what's your ETA in finding a new place to live and setting up Dream
2: Studio 2.0? Yeah, it all depends on the housing market. I've been looking at a house today, actually, which was really, really nice. And it was a million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> almost. That's that's it. The prices have gone up so much, and uh, the asking prices. Yeah, you have to, to bet like a hundred thousand euros at least above it. So that's it's fucking. Insane. I don't understand
1: it at all. Yeah, I'm a terrible adult because yes. I don't understand most of the adult things in the world. Me neither. And the housing market is one, I I just keep on thinking, like, logically, this can't go on forever, right? Like, won't there be a point? But then, as long as I guess there's just, like, these big companies and corporations that can just buy the property, you know? Because I I just keep thinking, like, well, if people can't afford the houses, and the prices will go down. But then, like, you know, some businessman from the fucking Arab Emirates can just show up and just buy houses and and rent them and like that's just the way it goes because that's what's happening in my town where I grew up it's like a small town but it's got like nice properties along the waterfront and stuff yeah And it's not people from the area can afford to buy houses, and it used to be, like, if you live in the country, Mm -hmm. that's a place to get a cheap house, you know? Like, you don't have the amenities of the city, but you can actually buy a house for, like, you know, $250,000 Canadian or $300,000, and now even those properties are going for much higher prices because people are buying from outside of the city. Yep. I will never be able to buy a house.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Unless I win the lottery. Yep. Yep.
2: I know what you mean, man. It's it's, it's crazy. Here in Holland is exactly the same. The houses are... the prices have gone up so much. And there's people like from Amsterdam or Rotterdam or some bigger cities in the Netherlands that want to move to the... well, not the countryside, but to the smaller towns. And they sell their house in Amsterdam, which is like a million and a half euros. So they can buy any house here. And they just bid on it and bid on it on any house that's available. And that's why prices have been gone up here as well. And, of course, big companies buying buying houses as well. Or, or uh, like, expats working for big companies that have, like, a salary with which they can buy anything. Yeah. it's It's insane. But, yeah, it's like that, man. Why do cities... What
1: does dam mean? Um like you know there's a, several cities over there that end with dam. Yeah. Does that mean something that like yeah, suffix? It means dam. Like dam
2: dam like Like dam like in the water. That I I guess I mean dam it's just the word is the same in English as it is oh, Okay, in so
1: so like so Amsterdam and Rotterdam are cities that have like water.
2: Yeah. I know like Amsterdam I'm just making this up and it sounds logical to me, but uh, <laughs> like, there's a, a river called the Amstel in Amsterdam, ah. and it's probably at the end of the, that river they built a dam. Right. And then they said, all oh, right, this is Amsterdam.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm going to type this in and see what happens. Yeah, me too. Why do
0: names end with
1: dam? Which city ends with the letters Dam. Why do Holland-American ships all have dam at the end? Yeah. Because in Netherlands... No, this is just someone's stupid answer, but... uh, Because in Netherlands, they have many dams, and city are named with dam at the end of their name. So they named their ships after cities, dams, and points of compass.
2: Ah, right. So in Amsterdam, it's like the Amstel, the river. Mm -hmm. The ships came from that dam at the Amstel, and that's why they called it amsterdam then i guess oh there
1: you go see look yeah. at this all those people who say that beyond synth is a complete waste of time yeah and here we're learning things
2: yeah man sounds good sounds, <laughs>
1: good, <man>.
2: sounds logical
1: <laughs> i'm just so sick of people always telling me that my show is a waste of time
2: <laughs> me too <Those> the... <laughs> it's not it's we learn something
1: it's the voice in my head <laughs> <laughs> this is the evil synth gremlin. So then, oh, so this sucks then. So like you got to wait and you're going to get outbid by all these foreign nationals who are going to be buying properties up in Amsterdam on you.
2: Yeah, well, I'm not planning to move to Amsterdam at all f- for sure. Hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, I can understand them. They they, they move here. They have a job. They want to live here. They have a lot of money to spare. So if I had that money, I would buy a house like that as well. So it's not definitely not bad those people's fault definitely not but um yeah it's just the market that's uh uh, done this yeah it's
1: i wish i understood any of this
2: yeah
1: (laughs) i'm like can't they make rules but then it's like what do you do how do you tell someone they can't buy a house
2: oh yeah this really crazy here as well they made a rule or they they, did a new law that's started like april 1st i guess which says that um you cannot buy a house and rent it out or sell it for profit. So you have to live there for at least, I don't know, two or three years, and then you can do whatever you want with it.
1: I still feel like rich people can still just exploit that too. Unless unless you have to prove, I don't hate the idea of that law. (laughs) Because on one hand, you're like, look, if you're going to get outbid by some asshole, it's at least good to know that they actually bought the house to live in and not just flip it.
2: No, yeah. But what's funny about that is that that law... As far as I understand it, is it only applies to new houses.
1: Oh, right. Okay.
2: So they can buy any old house for whatever price they want, rent it out, sell it, flip yeah, it. And so it's going
1: to be that bullshit thing where it's like, yeah, this law applies, but technically all of the cities are all like 100 years old, and so there yeah. is no new house. That's it. Yeah. Okay.
2: Again, I'm not 100% sure if it works like that, if I understood it correctly, but that's what i understood from it it's a
1: tough situation because like i get the idea that regulating it would be really hard cuz i know people always like to you know complain about whatever the government's up to but then i start thinking what if i was the government honestly like what could you do you make some weird rule it's going to be unfair to somebody or it's going to seem weird like you could be like only people who are citizens of this country can buy a house you know to try yeah. and prevent like foreign investors or whatever but yeah, then but that's they weird do too it.
2: That would be discrimination. Yeah, so exactly. So possible. then it's like, yeah.
1: so that's weird. And then of course you could probably still bypass that anyways, but you just get some investor just to like give the money, just like those scam emails, Yeah. you know, where it's just like, uh, hello, I am uh, you know, Martine Br- from Prince, Br- Burkina uh, Faso and yeah. I want to give you $25 million to invest or whatever. And so like, yeah. that's why I'm thinking with the rule that you mentioned that like a rich person can still just buy the house and then, and then just sit on it for three years yeah because who cares they're rich right so they can it's just they know it'll turn a profit in like five years time and so they just kind of let it sit there
2: yeah have it as like a piggy bank and just have it sit there and <laughs> yeah in a few years just sell it and they have more cash i
1: like the idea of a house as a piggy bank <laughs> like you buy the house and like you just walk in the front door and just throw your money like just yeah. in there and just walk <laughs> well, out.
2: I actually that's why i said it i saw a youtube video yesterday about a billionaires row or something in new york city mm. it's near central park and there's a lot of houses that are used as piggy banks by really rich people they buy a, a, a apartment of uh, like 300 million or whatever and just they s- sit on it they don't live there it's just empty or whenever they're in the city they they stay there and they're just using it like that it's just an investment
1: yeah it's it's annoying
2: i wish i had money That's i know
1: <laughs> Then I would do that too, you know. (laughs) So many of my conversations always end with, "Oh, but if I was rich, (laughs) or here's what I would do if I won the lottery." Do I say that probably like twice a week? (laughs) People will be talking to me about ideas and like, "Hey, here's a way you can like grow the podcast or whatever," and I'd be like, "Dude, if I won the lottery, here's what I would do: I would hire this person and I would do this and that." And it's like the most unhealthy way to think because like I don't have businessman brain. So there's some people who are really industrious and really goal oriented people who can make something from nothing yep. and I'm just not that way like I oh, me you know I've got a creative brain and I want to make projects but I am not the guy who's ever going to make a presentation and go to the bank yeah. and go like, listen, you want to invest in Beyond synth uh, You know, it's an yeah. up-and-coming podcast. I got so many monthly listeners. Just think, with a little investment, we could spread into this market. Like, I'm never going to be able to do that shit.
2: Just give me $100 million. I'll, I'll buy a nice house where I can build a great studio and then build the podcast from there. And you'll get all your money back for sure. Yeah, that's the thing you know
1: there's people and there's so many stories you know you'll see them on Netflix like all these like documentaries and stuff but those people who are yeah. just so bold and charismatic yeah. that they just talk people into giving them
2: money yeah that's that's a gift man yeah,
1: I know like I wish I mean you know a lot of them end up in jail but like I wish I had the, I had that power to just be like so compelling that like listen man yeah. you give me 10 million dollars you're gonna be at the forefront of a industry that's gonna blow the world's mind or whatever and like and then people just give you money. Like, that's yep.
2: God. But yeah, yeah, th- that's a gift. Of course, it's wrong when they're using it for the wrong things. But e- even then, you have to respect them a little bit for being able <laughs> to pull it off, right? Yeah, for being <laughs> such scumbags. Yeah. <laughs> you have to respect that too. Yeah. <laughs> No, of course it's bad what they do, but yeah, I saw uh, the Tintler Swindler uh, a few months ago mm. on uh, on Netflix. Is, uh, have you seen it? I haven't. That's
1: is that the oh, dude yeah. who goes on dates but steals money yeah. from people, or is that okay.
2: he, he goes on dates? He starts a relationship with with the woman. He, he acts like he's a really rich uh, billionaire or a billionaire son. And uh, he takes them on dates to wherever, on his yacht, to Monaco and stuff like that. So he comes across as a really rich guy. But then after a few months, he asks these women for some money to borrow it, like 10,000 or uh, whatever, and they give it to him. And then he goes off with that money on another date with a different woman. And then uh, ask them for money as well.
1: It's when people are so bold. Yeah. I mean, I guess you got, you know, you, if you're a sociopath and you don't care about other people's feelings, but I could never put my brain in that position because I would just always oh, yeah. feel guilty for the last thing. Definitely. Unless, definitely. of course, I guess it just gets to the point where you're just such an asshole that it just means nothing anymore. You've just, you've ripped off so many people that it's. Yeah. Yeah. It is fascinating though. I, I, I don't know. I just want to get a loan or some kind of grant. I want a grant because then I want, I want a thing you don't have to pay back. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's it. Just give me money. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I want to be the 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 podcast swindler. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> just gotta find a bunch of ladies, and I'll just pretend to be some the, the wealthiest podcaster in the world.
2: <laughs> well, maybe not not only ladies, you know. <laughs>
1: You're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I'm setting my sights too low here.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, but in the end, it's all first world problems, right? Yes. I mean, we're sitting here complaining, but uh, there's so much else going on.
1: I'm very careful to uh, count my blessings. Yeah. Because I, whenever I see if I'm getting too in the weeds on some dumb topic or I see what people are bitching about online or whatever, and I'm like, dude, like you could be getting your house blown up right now. so. Yeah things are okay for you <laughs> like yeah definitely so that's where i'm at with that
2: you have to put it into perspective always i wish more people did that online
1: we're very lucky people we get to have fun we get to chat make music listen to cool music yeah. we're living the dream
2: yeah we're lucky definitely
1: but i tell you what i want to listen to the track new beginnings and maybe here's to us starting a health pact where uh, I'll, I'll promise to run for 30 minutes a day and you promise to uh, make some more music.
2: Every day for 30 minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just 30 minutes. <laughs> it's fine. <Yeah. laughs>
2: um,
1: but look, let's listen to this. This is uh, New Beginnings by Time Cup
0: 1983.
1: And that was Time Cup, 1983, with the track New Beginnings. We've been listening to a whole bunch of uh, tracks from the Faded Touch album, Go Pick It Up, on Bandcamp. Is that correct? Is that what they should do?
2: Yeah, well, they can pick it up anywhere. You can listen to it on Spotify as well.
1: Uh, Yeah. Ah, but I want them to pay you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well. Okay. Me too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Me too. Time Cop needs to get a studio. <laughs> needs to get a studio. If you enjoy <laughs> the the music of Time Cop, if it uh, you know puts you in a good place and you you know you get those special tingly feelings of the romantic synth wave, uh, that doesn't uh, that needs a studio.
2: Yep. not just a computer I, I can definitely not work with just a computer I need <laughs> a, lots of synthesizers and a big big studio exactly he, you need 2000
1: square feet of rack synths and keyboards and monitors yep <laughs> that's all I need that's all I need
2: <laughs> just that <laughs> nothing fine. else to ask for in life <laughs>
1: I mean, do you feel this is going to be sort of like an ongoing thing then, right? Like if you're trying to get a place, I feel like.
2: No, I I definitely hope to get uh, my forever place with my next house. And I mean, I've been very lucky to be able to move this quickly after uh, uh, my ex broke up with me. So I I can't complain about that. I'm good here as well. But uh, when something comes along, which is better, then uh, yeah, hopefully I can buy it.
1: Listen, I want you to change the narrative. You keep on saying they broke up with you. I want you to say you broke up with them so you sound like the cool guy.
2: (laughs) Okay, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll say that from... uh, (laughs) Go like, man, I'm so cool. It was all me. Yep, it was all me. I don't need her. (laughs) Well, that's true, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So.
1: (laughs) I just like like bigging people up, you know what I mean? I want them to run around with a... A renewed sense of confidence and vigor, and uh, you know, make cool music.
2: Yep, I'll, uh, I'll do my best, man. And I want you running around as well.
1: Yes, yeah, I gotta get myself some like uh, some spandex pants. Oh, please do. Yeah, yeah. Please yeah.
2: send me a picture if you do.
1: I will, but I'll definitely be like stuffing the front with a <laughs> big pickle of some kind.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Listen, man, I. I gotta keep up appearances. If people start finding out that I'm running around in very tight spandex jogging pants with a micro-penis, they might not respect me anymore.
2: Yeah, but you have to respect that as well. I mean, <laughs> it's just... If they
1: don't care... That's, that's true, the confidence. Whenever people... Like, that's one thing I sorely lack. And uh, there is something very sort of compelling about just a very confident person. Yeah. Maybe that's what this is all about. (laughs) Maybe I need to develop some sort of confidence. Is it too late in life to do that when you're fucking 40?
2: It's never too late.
1: Hmm. I like your attitude.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just do it. Just do it. Well, how about this? Uh, Before I let
1: you go, how about we talk about the new EP? Because we hinted at it a bit earlier. You were talking about sort of experimenting and, uh, and trying new things and stuff. So what's the new EP?
2: Yeah, it's a little darker than stuff I did before. And the EP is called Multiverse. Not that it's that different. It's not like I'm experimenting with modular synthesizer, bleeps and blobs or whatever. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's it's still my my, my Time Cop 1983 sound, I think, with a a little darker twist to it. It's... uh something I wanted to try out.
1: I love the idea of calling it uh, modular blips and blops. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, that's what all these people on YouTube do with their modular synthesizers, with all the cables inside it, and it's a $100,000 system, but it only makes, like, bleeps and blop sounds and fart noises. Yeah, th-
1: <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that, like, because sometimes I will be looking for, like, other artists and stuff to interview on the show, yeah. and I'll be going through my Instagram, and I'll see someone with this crazy setup and all these wide And stuff, and I'm like, oh, like, what kind of music do they make? And then it's just, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's fun, though, but I wouldn't call it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I would. I don't know what to call it though. Like sometimes I feel like you know, how there's just certain things you can't capture. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you're telling an awesome story to friends. You go like, "Oh, you really had to be there." I think. Yeah. I think modular synthesis is something that you had to be there. Like you had to, and you had to be the person doing
2: it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like to watch. Yeah, but to watch indeed. But you can definitely make some cool stuff with it. But mostly it's just guys that spend like tens of thousands of dollars uh, on a modular system, and they're making these videos. Videos just to justify the buying of the system, you know, even though it sounds like crap, other guys comment on it saying, oh, this is cool because they also have this pretty $10,000 system and they should say it sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> most of the time it's just, yeah what is this it's it's cool I mean it can be fun to play around with it I don't know I haven't tried it yet but yeah like it's fun to like
1: dial in knobs and plug things into things and hit switches and stuff so yeah. I get why it's fun but it's sort of like watching somebody else play a video game yeah there's very little enjoyment for me. Yep. You know, I just love melody and cool bass lines and stuff. So yeah, that's it. I'm way more impressed, you know, like when someone just turns on their fucking arpeggio and just programs in a cool bass line. Yep. And then that's the stuff that excites me. And it's so simple and basic. And then I see someone with like a million cables and like the sound they're making just sounds like weird, like digital waves and stuff. And I'm like, yep. OK, like cool i guess
2: yeah yeah for me it's exactly the same you know i'm all about melodies and actual like music yeah i know but, <laughs> i know yeah. we're both, we're, we're both. <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: sitting there thinking like do i just say music yeah. like, <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> but to each their own i mean if they like it why who am i to judge them you know but to me, it just sounds like
1: crap. What I need to do, I need to sit down and talk to some people. Maybe it's just they're they're on a different plane, maybe they're high, yeah. you know, maybe <laughs> there's some other thing involved or, like, some sort of meditative aspect to it. Because I, I don't necessarily want to dismiss it, because it seems, I think I would have fun doing it, but I don't know that anyone would have fun watching me do it, is the point.
2: No, yeah, that's it.
1: <laughs> but anyway.
2: <the> <laughs> that's, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> modular synthesis aside. Yeah. So... Good story. You've been working on this for a while then, right?
2: Uh, yeah, quite a while actually. Ever since I quit my job. It took me a while, it took me a few months to get used to it because at first it felt like vacation still. But then after a few months, I just forced myself to sit behind the computer every day and start making music, even though it, there's nothing coming really. It's just jamming and trying to create songs but with the writer's block i had before this time i i I took a different approach also it was different because this time i wasn't working with a a vocalist on it it's just an instrumental album that also lowered the pressure a little bit for myself because uh, uh, when I work with somebody I want it to be perfect and I want them to make it better but I just want my work to be as perfect as I can but this time because it was just an instrumental it's it, it was a little bit easier on myself
1: you don't like to embarrass yourself in front
2: of Josh no uh, definitely not in front of Josh <laughs> You want to deliver half-baked ideas? With Josh, it's different. I always send him half-baked ideas, and then he he selects these ideas. It's different. But, yeah, it's just a little bit less pressure, I think. That's just it.
1: Yeah, well, less pressure is good, right? You get to relax, watch some TV. Hey, we talked about uh, Mandalorian and Boba Fett, but did you get a chance to watch
2: uh, Obi-Wan? No, yeah, I haven't watched... I only watched, like, two episodes, but uh, I haven't watched the rest of it yet. Do you like it?
1: I mean, it was, to me... I don't know, I think all these Star Wars shows are kind of going downhill from The Mandalorian, so it gets better. I think the last episode of Obi-Wan was the better one, but, like... Yeah... It's still, you know. Yeah. Did you watch Stranger Things?
2: Of course. Of course I did. Yeah. But I also thought Stranger Things was kind of weird this season. I mean, I liked it but it i didn't like it as much as the other three seasons because it now it was more like a horror horror movie or horror show more than a show about teens with some horror elements to it right yeah
1: I can't talk because i'm still only four episodes in because oh, really, my yeah. problem is they're so long yeah whenever i i go to watch one even though i literally just binge watch sandman
2: yeah uh, yeah
1: I just watch the whole season but for some reason when i go to sit down and watch an episode of stranger things and it's like Every episode is like an hour and 20 minutes, and for some reason that yeah. makes me not want to press play for some reason.
2: no, Yeah, but it's different. If you know it's an episode of like 30 or 40 minutes, then you know, okay, in 30 or 40 minutes I can decide if I still want to watch another one or not. Yeah, that's but true. But if yeah. it's an hour and 20 minutes, then it's just, ah, shit. It's an hour and 20 minutes. Do I have the time or do I feel like it? I I totally understand.
1: I think I literally watched Sandman in like two days. So I know yesterday I watched like four hours of Sandman and finished it off. Yeah.
2: The episodes were still
1: 50 minutes, you know, 47 minutes or whatever. So every time one ended, I just go, oh, I guess I'll I'll just watch the next one. So it's weird psychologically that I can watch four hours of one thing. I could have watched three episodes of Stranger Things, but I don't know. It's weird. I don't
2: know. You're right, though. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well no, I, I don't agree that I'm right. I agree with what no, you I just, said. I just, like,
1: <laughs> I just like when we get to this point in the conversation, it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Our, our, our brains are shutting down. We're like
2: really old men now. I know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, look, how about this, man? <laughs> Why don't you pick a track? I know uh, earlier in the show, before we started talking, I played uh, Escaping the Void, which is obviously a a kick-ass song. Thank you. Is there one that you want to play from the EP?
2: Well, maybe you can play Dark Skies, the third song of of the EP. It's a little darker, as the name suggests. And it's a maybe like the song that's the most different of my my usual style so maybe you can try that Sure man well let's do it
1: This is uh, Dark Skies by Time Cup 1983 And that was Dark Skies by Time Cop 1983. And I have been chatting with Time Cop himself, Yordi. That's a cool song. It's a cool EP. Thank you. So, when is the actual release date? The actual release date is September 2nd. So, it's very soon. Very soon, yeah. So, that's an exciting thing. Do you have any upcoming tunes from Yordi?
2: Uh, Ah, uh, no, not at the moment. I'm uh, kind of uh, working on a different side project now, which I'm thinking of starting a new one. It's more like Chill Synth or Chill Wave, whatever you want to call it. And uh, yeah, it's it's something I've been experimenting with. So Yordi is a little bit on the side right now, but I'm definitely, definitely want to, to work on that some more because I really love uh, Lo-Fi Apple. So uh, there's
1: definitely more to come. Wait, so... Wait but this side this other side
2: (laughs) yeah the more we talk (laughs) we just keep
1: on peeling back the onion more layers the side 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 project does it even have a name yet or is it just something you're planning
2: no it doesn't even uh, even have a name yet I finished like three four songs and that's it and I'm still thinking about making it into a full project but yeah it it doesn't have a name yet and I'm not even sure if I want to do it but it's something I'm having a lot of fun with so why not yeah I mean I have the time so why not yeah (laughs) Well, if you
1: got the time, you can sit down and watch (laughs) all 11 episodes of (laughs) whatever. I don't know.
2: (laughs) Good idea. Maybe I might do that fuck music I'm just going to watch whatever
1: yeah (laughs) I'll do the same thing I'll finish off season 4 of uh, Stranger Things if only the damn episodes were shorter which is actually crazy because okay if they made the episodes 42 minutes and structured it like a network TV show they could have made the season like twice the length
2: yeah or half the length even as well (laughs) you're you're
1: going in a different direction than i am
2: yeah yeah, it's a totally different direction (laughs) but uh, sometimes it's just too long you know (laughs) and that's what i hate about shows about watching multiple seasons of shows because the story gets dragged on so much there's so many side stories and everything and then i just give up Watching it, <laughs> um, Stranger Things is different. Even though the, the, the episodes are really long, I still wanted to watch them, mainly because of the music mm-hmm. and because of the story as well, of course. But Prison Break, for instance, after three seasons, I was completely done with it because it was just every time it's the same story. It, like they're, they're escaping from prison and then there's no way they're ever going to be able to make it out. But somehow they do it, and then they start another episode and another, and oh, I was really sick of it.
1: I never actually watched that show, so...
2: Don't. Don't do it. Okay, but it,
1: it always <laughs> seemed funny to me, like, conceptually, because having not seen any episodes, I was just like, how the fuck are they going to sustain this?
2: Yeah, that's what I was thinking while I was watching it. So, like, do they escape prison, but then go back to prison? I haven't counted it, but it felt like a 50 times at least. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like different prisons, though? Like, is that the idea?
2: Yeah, different prisons and other stuff. And I don't remember, like, (laughs) precisely, but yeah, it felt like it was every episode was okay, they're going to escape and then they get caught again. And then the next episode, they have to escape again and then they get caught again or almost get caught.
1: (laughs) <laughs> It'd be funny if it was a show like MacGyver, where just every week they're just in in a new jail for something, and then like, because you know, like in MacGyver it was always like waiting till the end of the episode where he would do some weird gadget based on the shit that was in the room he was in, and yeah, so like he's yeah.
2: going to make an airplane from some bubble gum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> like, like every episode
1: of Prison Breakers, that's the exciting part of every show is like the thirty minute mark uh, where yeah. they're like, how are they going to escape from this prison this week? And that's like some new little trinkets. Yeah, how, and uh, stuff.
2: It isn't as exaggerated as that. It, it, I mean, there's different episodes to escape one, from one place, but it just felt like that to me. <laughs>
1: i do really like tv like i like following the further adventures of characters but yeah yeah. it does seem like most shows if they last for like lots of seasons the peak is always just kind of like season three and four you know like those were the best ones if if it's a show that goes for like you know six or seven years or whatever but Yeah, yeah, yeah i can't think of a single show that ever peaked in its final year unless it was canceled in the first year
2: yeah me neither I'm watching uh, Game of Thrones right now for the first time
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and right now I'm at the seventh season and still after seven seasons is just really i can't wait to watch another episode that's a show that that's really well put together i'm gonna check
1: back in with you because yeah i watched game of thrones as it aired yeah so i don't know what the experience is like of a person who has the opportunity to sort of binge game of thrones yeah because binging it might actually it might actually be better that way because like for me season one to four to me were like the pinnacle of of that show. Like, that's where it was sort of the best for me. What I found about the later seasons was they start to sort of rush the story so you can kind of tell how things sort of feel like fast forward now in the season you're in. Like, in the earlier seasons they would have to, like, travel for several episodes to get places. Yeah. You know, there's lots of, like, these big, long sort of conversation scenes and, like, these back and forths and battle of wits between all these characters. Yeah. And then season seven and eight felt more like... Like a Hollywood movie? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I know
2: what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: because I don't want to do spoilers. Like, I personally was disappointed by the last two seasons, but only because the show had sort of established... Like, I always found the show really surprising, and... Even when you start to get the sense of, oh shit, like they'll just kill even like the most popular characters, you know, like yep. it still felt surprising every time they did it. Yep, definitely. But then once we got to season like seven and eight, then I started to feel like it sort of became a bit predictable. Like you knew what characters couldn't die because they had to have face-offs with yeah. certain other characters and stuff. And it was sort of, it was less surprising. And so part of what I loved about Game of Thrones was how surprising it was.
2: That's true. Definitely. Definitely. But yeah, I can see what you mean, yeah.
1: But it's still like the production value was great. I mean, like the last few seasons, like, looked great, you know, and... It definitely does.
2: Yeah, but anyway,
1: I'll be curious. I'll check back in with you when you're done.
2: Yeah, please do, yeah. I'm hoping to finish it in the next two weeks or so, but yeah.
1: Because, yeah, I wonder, I'm, I'm really curious if binge-watching Game of Thrones might dilute some of those, those things. Because, you know, when you're waiting for like two years in between a season and you have these sort of expectations yeah. of the show, whereas you get to just jump right into season two when you're done season one, so. Yeah.
2: yeah, And I think it's also much easier to do it like this, like binge-watching it, because there's so many stories, there's so many families, so many characters. If you have to wait a week or even a year before a new season, then you completely lost the story, I think. Oh yeah, it's sometimes even hard for me to to, oh, yeah. <laughs> to to understand exactly what's happening. Game of Thrones took me
1: like five episodes just to understand what the <laughs> story was. Like I remember, like when I first started watching, I'm just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like I yeah, I was intrigued enough to keep watching, but I didn't didn't get ca- like I didn't get who anybody was and like how they were connected. And
2: yeah, it's it's my second time trying it now. I'm now I'm finishing it, but the first time when I tried it like a couple of years ago, I saw the first episode and I was exactly like you like who who the fuck are all these people this is boring (laughs) fuck it watch something
1: else <laughs> it's boring fuck it <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> but now it's much better once you know all the, the characters I love it
1: yeah it's it's a weird one I haven't gone back to revisit it just because I I wasn't keen on the final seasons but oh uh, yeah it was still an impressive show for sure yep. well anyways man look listen <laughs> I gotta let you go yeah. you've, you've got it now that you've uh, you got this EP on the way and several side projects to attend to so I gotta let you go so you can go uh, you can go do them
2: alright well thank you so much man thank you for for uh for having this talk yeah man well it's always
1: nice to catch up you know it had been so long so yeah. it's always good to see what everybody's up to
2: yeah and hopefully next year i'll, I'll see you in real life again when i'm touring uh, touring again
1: yeah that'd be cool Yep, bring me one of your hats
2: oh really uh they're, they're like holy to me secret objects. No, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Some time cop and his magic hats. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't want them anyway. They're all full of sweat. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, that's what makes them more valuable. Yeah, well, that's true. But, uh, yeah, so where do people go to pick up the new Time Cup?
2: Yeah, anywhere, any digital platform and Bandcamp. So um, it's supposed to be available everywhere.
1: Awesome. Well, look, listen, you have a lovely day, and uh, keep on being a cool guy, keep on making cool music, and we'll play it on the show, and it was nice catching up, and uh, maybe we'll... uh, we'll do it again i'll check up on you in a year and see if you've uh, become more productive Yep. now you have uh, your space set up and all that stuff
2: yeah <laughs> yep yeah for the new house and everything so yeah man I, I would love to and thanks again for having me it was great talking to you as ever and uh see you soon all right take care dude you too
1: Right and that was my catch up with Time Cup 1983. I hope you enjoyed the show. Just a reminder that uh, we've changed the format of Beyond Synth and so now the guest interviews are just their own separate episodes and I'm doing playlist episodes with Marco who you know of course from the Beyond Synth family shows and also from the Days of Synthetic Sundays and so he joins me and we play a bunch of awesome songs. So tune in to that which will be uh, the next episode of the show and I hope you all have a lovely Week and uh, tune in next time to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is.
0: Beyond Synth is made possible by the supporters on Patreon and PayPal. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a supporter at patreon.com slash Synth or donating via PayPal at beyondsynth.com. If you want to submit music to the show, please email beyondsynthsubmissions at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to Beyond Synth on YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. May the Force be with you.
1: Beyond Synth is made in partnership with your mom.